Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health struggles using the blood work you already have right here on this podcast, but also in my new book, Why Are My Labs Normal? Go grab it on Amazon and let me know you love it and appreciate the knowledge by leaving a review for both the book and this podcast. In fact, this October, I have recorded so many interviews, I need to get them to you guys to learn and grow from faster. Each Tuesday episode is a double whammy. Each Tuesday episode will contain two interviews I had with two amazing guests. So let's jump in. But first, let me tell you a quick funny little story about myself. There will be a new one each Tuesday this month. So it's not very often that I get to go to the grocery store by myself. Usually I have my five-year-old and my two-year-old with me. And at times it can get quite crazy because they're five and two. So this time I had convinced my husband after I had already gone to Sam's Club for a $500-ish purchase of food, which I don't do very often. I only go to Sam's Club like twice a year but he was in charge of a young men's church activity. He was in charge of all the food for it. So I had to go buy the food. Well, we needed to restock. So I ended up going to Sam's Club twice in one day. Again, very unusual for me to even go there to begin with. So I convinced him that I could be there and back on a Friday night I could do it by myself and he could have both of the kids because usually when I want to leave the house and do the grocery store shopping on my own, he always says I have to take one kid with with me. This time I convinced him I don't need a child with me. I could do it lots faster with that one. But of course, as a mom with two young kids running my own business, I need a break here and there. So I was going to go to Sam's Club and do the shopping that we needed and not hurry so much. But that's not in me. I realized 32 minutes later after I had my entire cart full of another $500 grocery store run, it had only been 32 minutes. And I was like, hmm, how do people meander down the halls and just kind of look at things? I like physically can't do it. I don't know how. It's always go, 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 go. Impact more lives. Go, 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 go. So next time you go to the grocery store, you can think of me and how I don't know how to walk through a grocery store slowly. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Today, we're going to talk about B vitamins and how B vitamins impact our neurotransmitters, which we often associate with anxiety and depression how trauma impacts those B vitamins and therefore our neurotransmitters and what other things can negatively impact our B vitamins. Now, B vitamins are important because I always tell you, B vitamins are needed to take food and convert them into energy. So if you want more energy, you need to be able to use your B vitamins very well. And I have with me a special guest, a special friend and colleague who was in my 90-day program, who was taking her counseling program and turning it into a functional medicine program um, Jessica Waterred. Jessica, welcome on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I want to jump in really quick and just ask you how the blend of counseling and functional medicine is going. 
just because if there's any counselors listening, maybe they not might not have thought about that, but it's a beautiful blend. Oh, it really is. And honestly, the reason that I even got into this for myself personally was because of a client. So I had a client who had chronic depression and couldn't even remember not feeling depressed, who started taking care of their body. And I, the transformation was very quick, two months and he was done. So it was just incredible. Like, like when you say started taking care of his body, what do you mean? He started exercising. He started getting outside. He started taking the supplements that his body needed to heal. So it was unbelievable. I could not believe that a person could heal that fast. Cause from my experience, it was people were in counseling for a year or more. And then yeah. as I get into this, and then you more, also do different with, yeah, you do what, EM, EMDR. What is it that? Yeah. Eye movement desensitization that's what it and is. reprocessing. Say it. Um, yeah. Walk us through what that is. Okay. So it is a, it's kind of what your mind does naturally. So when we're sleeping, we are processing our day, um, processing the things that have gone on, what we've seen, what we've heard, our experiences, um, I like to explain it kind of, if you've ever seen the movie inside out and you know, there's those little guys with their vacuum and they're sucking the marbles out, um, the stuff that she doesn't need, that's what our brain is doing while we're sleeping. It's pruning and creating connections. And, um, when a person goes through a trauma or they've had chronic stress in their life, that process can get messed up a little bit. So what we do is we go back and we reprocess memories and moments and um, get it to a place where the mind can get to a place of healing and move towards health um, and just see it differently. It doesn't change the memory. It still is what it is. It happened the way it happened, but you can see it from a different perspective. Yeah. There's a book called The Gap and the Gain. We're going to talk about Yes. That. I talk about the or gap. Are you living the in the gap or are you living the gain? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So counseling... Blending in functional medicine together, blending in the blood work that I've been teaching her and that she's rocking with. So if you are like, I would love to work with somebody with got that combination and that background, go to pathtowardhealing.com. That's where you can find everything about Jessica. So let's dive into B vitamins here. Okay. So B vitamins are required to produce serotonin and dopamine. And we hear a lot about serotonin and dopamine. We need those. Um, for our brains to be functioning right and these are the things that we're targeting with um like antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications um serotonin is i mean there's a whole gamut of things that it impacts but it's our sleep our digestion wound healing bone health um dopamine same kind of thing our mood our motivation our attention learning emotional responses so they're really important <laughs> we need them but we need B vitamins in order to produce them. And our sugar intake impacts our ability to produce enough B vitamins because sugar decreases, it uses up our B vitamins. Um, I am not going to get the numbers right, but something like the average American uses up three times the amount of recommend or intakes three times the amount of recommended sugar processed sugar is harder on our system which if it's coming from recommended from the rda values it's 
a pathetic recommendation is probably more like 30 per 30 times more than we should be right. because yes. our RDA values are created based off of, Hey, don't eat this and you won't die. Mm -hmm. But if you, so like, I'll go through for an example, I have a bachelor's degree in nutrition and we were all about RDA values. RDA values of vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin mm -hmm. C, minerals, zinc, calcium, all the stuff. And then I threw all that out the window when I learned functional medicine, because there's a difference between values that are going to help you survive and values that are going to help your body thrive. Mm -hmm. And that's a different story. So you want to survive with a vitamin D at 10, go for it. You want to survive at a vitamin D levels at 33, go for it. 33 is within the normal range. I guarantee you're going to feel like crap right. if you're at 33 versus I feel incredible at levels of 80 or higher. And that's where we're getting into this whole, you know, let's, let's talk about using B vitamins and serotonin levels and dopamine levels to excel. Yeah. To just yes. barely get through our day. And it's, it's not really realistic to say, because I mean, we, we all know, you know, processed sugar is worse. Um, and it, in our society, it's not realistic to say cut out all processed sugar. Um, but being aware of what you're taking Amen. in and the impact it's going to have is important. Um, so, you know, reducing it as much as you can um, and the impact that that can have. And um, I know I don't need to speak to your audience about vitamin D and what that does because you talk about vitamin D all the time. Um, but there's, there's evidence of, you know, deficiencies in vitamin D and increases in depression. We see this in the further north you get. Well, especially when you're up in the north. Yes. Yeah, you're up in the north where... Yeah, we don't get sun. For I mean, I'm even in Utah. Blocks. We don't... Yeah. And I lived in Portland where it was like, I just want to go home to Utah for a week so I can see the sun because I haven't seen it in 10 months. Yes. And it's August. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pro there's probably... But there's also there. deficiencies in... Yeah, there's deficiencies in your Florida and your Texas and your Caribbean too, because we just don't make it like we used to. Right. So we got the vitamin D part. We're covered. Let's talk about these B vitamins though, because you've brought some important things in regards to anxiety, depression, in regards to serotonin, dopamine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so we need these B vitamins, right? Well, we know that there is a connection between the gut and the brain. I mean, this is pretty well established. I know you've talked about this on your podcast too. Um, so if we're not absorbing them enough or correctly because our gut is messed up, then we're not able to produce those neurotransmitters. So a lot of this stuff really is um, regulated in our gut too. I mean, there's um, studies on in animals. So they took germ-free animals and then animals exposed to bacterial infections. And they found a role in the gut regulating anxiety, mood, and cognition and pain. Um, so our guts communicating with From infections. Yes. With infections. So they had infections and I'm just highlighting that I'm just highlighting from infections, right? It causes anxiety and depression. Yes. Um, okay. Keep going. So then I'm going to, I'm going to tie in trauma with all this, right? So our, our gut communicates with our central nervous system. Well, trauma impacts the central nervous system. Chronic stress impacts the central nervous system. So we know that trauma actually changes the way that our brain functions. And there is a connection between trauma and inflammation. Well, you talk a lot on your podcast about inflammation too, infections, inflammation. Um, 
all of these things are impacting our ability to heal emotionally, physically, all of it's connected. Uh, so if we have our, you know, our gut's not working right, we're not absorbing our B vitamins, now we're not creating the neurotransmitters that we need to, you know, feel good emotionally, um, well, then we start taking medication or even the things that I do with people, you know, we work on sleep and um, getting out and being our own people. Like those are, those are great things. But if we're not healing that gut, we're only going to get so far. I can adjust a person. This is why schedule. counseling and functional medicine. Yeah. Counseling and functional medicine go so well hand in hand because she's not only has that counseling modality, but now she can help heal the body from the inside out. Yes. I have seen, I've had people who are going through EMDR, they're working through their trauma and they're getting better. We're seeing progress. And then they add in something like vitamin D or we start, you know, working on improving nutrition so that they're getting more B vitamins. And it is just a game changer. Yeah. So let's talk about these B vitamins as far as labs are concerned. Cause I know you're eating labs. Um, if you're concerned about anxiety and depression or, I mean, heck, we should all just make sure that we are utilizing these B vitamins very well. Mm -hmm. There's a section in the blood work called the CBC, that section where it says red blood cell count, hematocrit, hemoglobin, HCT, HGB, these letters, there's six markers there. If they are floating on the high range of what, I'm not going to get into each one of them because that would be lengthy. But if they're floating on the high range of what your normal lab range says, your body's having a hard time utilizing those B vitamins. Maybe not B vitamin deficiency, like going to your doctor and getting in injections of B vitamins might not be what it needs. Instead, a supplement that you can buy from me and from Jessica called Mors, M-O-R-S, is going to help your body use those B vitamins better. So now you compare that with the counseling. You can pair that with other modalities that you're using, helping your body heal from the inside out. Yes. Healing the Amen, whole person. Jessica. Healing the whole person, just like she says. So we have how B, B vitamins impacting our serotonin and dopamine levels, which are our feel-good hormones. I guess they're not hormones, technically, they're neurotransmitters. Um and then we have things like trauma impacting our body's ability to use those B vitamins. So a simple fix, again, is Morris, M-O-R-S. And then walk me through how you take this knowledge and you help someone overcome their, let's say, anxiety and depression. So right now, I'm kind of in so the... What would your journey be with them? Yeah, um, I guess it would kind of depend on what they initially come from. So I'm in the beginning of stages of this, right? This is um, a newer world. Um, so people are pretty uh, familiar with what is involved in therapy. A lot of the people have tried therapy before. So EMDR might be a new modality um, that we go through. But I, I have always talked to my clients about the importance of taking care of their body. So it's just a normal thing we go through your sleep, your nutrition, getting fresh air, sunlight, all of those are really important, uh, no matter what is going on for you just as a human being. <laughs> um, but then I started talking to them about 
more specifically with their nutrition, you know, getting those foods that have the B vitamins, um, are they taking a multivitamin, um, talking about taking a vitamin D supplement, you know, adding in some of these things that are going to help their body heal along with um, the mind. Because if the body is under stress, your mind isn't going to allow you to heal because it's focusing on other things. So we have to target the biggest culprit, I guess, um, you know, what's the block, what's getting in the way. Um, so part of it is figuring out which is it, is this an emotional block? So we need to remove the emotional block first. So your body can heal, or do we, um, target your body first and calm things down there so that you can heal emotionally? Yeah. And now you're adding in the labs mm -hmm. into that. So you can actually bring Jessica, your blood work, she can help you interpret it because like we said earlier, infections cause anxiety and depression as well as many other things. And she can help you determine if your body is fighting one of these infections. So you can get, like I said, keep saying the best of both worlds. You got the counseling, you got the functional medicine, you got the blood work, you got it all right there in Jessica. And she's virtual so she can work with you anywhere. Yes. Right? Yeah, we're breaking her free of, of the North Dakota, right? It is North Dakota, yes. Very, really very Northwest North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota. Um, where is it versus like North Dakota State? Um, opposite corner University, of the state. That. So that um, North Dakota State would be Fargo um, in the Southwest corner or Southeast corner. And I'm in the Northwest corner. Well, I have a little funny story about North Dakota State. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played volleyball at SEU, and one of our stops was North Dakota State. And I remember, like, this is the only time I've been to North Dakota, but we flew in. I couldn't tell you where we flew into. Drove like three hours because that was our normal. We'd fly somewhere, then we have to drive for a couple hours to get to the school. And I was the, the girl that served. Are you, you're familiar with volleyball, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to play, not college, I'm, but I'm, I just going to serve. My thing was serving at this point in time because story later, but I was too much of an intimidating factor from my head coach, which wasn't just her; it was multiple head coaches. Um, but I'm standing there back at the service line at North Dakota State, and there's this chick in their audience standing, literally, I don't know, six, seven feet from me. She should not have been there. She's literally standing on the edge of the court with the program in her hands. So when you go back to serve, she would yell your name. She knew your name from the program. So here I am standing the back to serve and she's yelling all sorts of things with my name in them. <laughs> and you have to like block her out. And I remember that instead of it being this, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time serving. I was using it as fuel. Mm. I probably served eight times in a row and it was at least half of them were aces i remember taking their little libero out of the rotation but it was feeding me more than it was doing damage to me that's my memory of north dakota well, that backfired on her <laughs> it's this chick well, yeah it's this chick in the on the game in the middle of our in our match i couldn't even tell you who won the match whether it was us or them yeah. that's the only thing i remember is this chick but anyways, North Dakota, if you're around the area, great. If not, that's okay. 
Jessica's can help you with anything break free from, I mean, really, not just anxiety and depression, but you can pair the counseling and the functional medicine and the blood work all together. Mm-hmm. And bam, pathtowardhealing.com is where you get started. Yes. And when you're... Okay, Jessica, I have one more question for you. Yes. If you were to go back to when you first graduated, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? Mm. Well, first of all, I would have taken your 90-day course sooner. Did I exist then? It wasn't available then. I don't know if I existed then. <laughs> I don't think you did. Um, but if you haven't, you should do it now. Yes. So the 90-day functional blood work specialist program, if you go to drkyleyburton.com, if you're a practitioner listening for this, this is only for practitioners, um, go there, drkellyburton.com. You can figure out when the next 90 day program is that starts. Jessica's in this. So that would be one step. And basically learning the blood work, mm-hmm. learning how to do the virtual thing, big money mindset, big mindset in general. So that's one step. What else would you do differently? Hmm. I definitely would have, um, because they don't, they don't teach you specific modalities in um, a graduate program. You get kind of general information. And I definitely would have gotten trained in EMDR sooner because it's really been the most beneficial for um, my clients that have been struggling for many, many years. And, and the ones that haven't, you know, ones that have had, um, maybe the last year has been tough, but it's just been, I've seen such better results. Um, also, I didn't eat, Although I've been doing, you know, focusing on taking care of your body for several years, I didn't start out that way. So if I would have known how important taking care of your body Did is. cover that in school? Briefly. Um, it wasn't an emphasis. So um, that, and that may have changed since I graduated. more pharmaceutical training? What's that? Do you get more training with pharmaceuticals? No, no, we get none. Um, All of what I've learned about pharmaceuticals has been through collaboration with providers, physicians. You get no training about pharmaceuticals Mm -mm. as a counselor? Not in the program I was in. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Basic, like, you know... um, here is the list side effects of of xanax and ssris yeah not necessarily like how they're functioning in the body what they're doing um you know what can mess with them that's okay that's for pharmacists anyways my cousin's a pharmacist we had our we had one class in pharmacy and i remember after that my god i have a lot more respect for you now because it's intense to know all the chemistry the biochemistry the physiology like all that stuff that they have to know Blows my mind. So, okay. B vitamins impact your neurotransmitters. Um, Things like trauma can impact your neurotransmitters, your serotonin, your dopamine, your B vitamins. Make sure your body's utilizing those B vitamins very efficiently. Um, You can easily start with a supplement called Mors, M-O-R-S. Get that from either mine or Jessica's uh, website. But be sure to check out Jessica. I keep reiterating it, reiterating it over and over again. She has superpowers that blend counseling, EMDR, 
functional medicine and the, the labs, which is one powerful combination. So work with her at pathtowardhealing.com. Jessica, do you have a favorite patient story you would like to walk us through on how you help someone go from point A to point X? Um, well, I'll just go with, um, I had my first one and it was pretty incredible. So she was on month two and she was supposed to be adding in another supplement. And she said to me, I don't even think I want to add it because I don't know what I'm going to do if I have any more energy. So this was somebody who <laughs> was sleeping, wanting to sleep all the time. She's like, I don't know what would happen. I don't think my family will be able to handle me. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. <laughs> so the month two, you're talking like you did, what did you do to get to month two? It was really mostly support. So we were working on our thyroid. So we supported whole body, you know, vitamin D, the mores, all of that. And then we start started working on um, supporting our thyroid. So the GA for adrenal support. And um, by the time we got to month three, GB, she was feeling awesome. <laughs> Those are the best. Yes. And you got to take that testimonial and get her to like, Hey, tell your friends, send them over. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. You guys can have more energy too. If you're listening, don't need to take the naps to survive or send someone else to go get your kids from school. You can go get them. And that's a wrap. All right. Thanks Jessica for joining us. Well, thank you so much. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with Dr. Kylie. I am here with a special guest, Julie Alsaker. Alsaker. All soccer, kind of like all football, all soccer. All okay. Soccer. All soccer, like the soccer ball. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I should have asked you that beforehand. Um, but Julie is an interpreter, and she a sign language interpreter. She has been hanging out in hospitals and doctors' offices and all things in the facilities like that. She finally got tired of having to tell patients. Well, let's just let her tell you this story. Welcome, Julie. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being on your show. Um, a lot of my story starts from the fact that I have used alternative medicine in my own life for 25 years. So working in mainstream medicine for the last 20 years has been a challenge. I have been in thousands of doctor's appointments, surgeries, PT appointments, everything you can imagine within the medical facilities, I've been there. And I just really quickly want to put this caveat out there. Um, nothing I say will have anything to do with any patient I've ever worked with because confidentiality isn't only a requirement for certification, it is something um, ethically and morally that I value. So anything I'm saying isn't about any patients, but it's about the experience of, I know that alternative medicine works because it worked for me. And yet I go into appointments and I don't have a voice. I shouldn't, I'm an interpreter, I'm facilitating communication. But within that, a doctor might say, oh, you don't need that vitamin. That, they just are trying to make money. There's no real evidence that that works. Or your diet's totally fine. 
Uh, you don't need to stop drinking pop. You can eat fast food, you know, just exercise a little bit. And I interpret everything faithfully to the message because that's my job. And after I leave that appointment, I don't, I cannot say anything, right? That would be beyond the scope of why I was there in that appointment. Um, but it just, uh, it feels gross inside to say things that I know aren't true. And I've been doing natural alternative medicine training for 20 years. I have a long list of certifications, but I've never used any of them because my career is interpreting. And I finally just got, there was one fairly recent appointment where I interpreted something that I knew for a fact that another one of those, well, you don't need that vitamin, that doesn't actually do anything about something that I just read a fantastic research article on, that it was incredibly beneficial in so many ways. And I just went, I have, I've got to use my voice. And so I've had I enough. have now transitioned into starting my own practice. So I'm still interpreting, still, you know, not having a voice there, but now in my own practice, I have a voice. Well, let's say 90 days, because I know you just joined the 90 day program. We just had our first live group calls. In 90 days, you ain't working as an interpreter anymore. I mean, you can interpret and you can work with people in sign language only. It's going to be your voice that you interpret. Yes, I love it. So, I mean, as a, as a sign language interpreter, how do you get started? Is it just like a good job? How did you get started with that medical field interpretation? It, it was one of those things where it was never on my radar, um, but I... I have probably an um, overly confident um, sense of skill sometimes. So when I was eight, I learned how to fingerspell my name. So let's jump ahead to college when the conductor for my choir said, I want somebody to sign this song. Does anybody know sign language? And I'm like, I can do it. I don't want to fingerspell my name. Um, and so I got a signing book and I learned the signs for all the words. And in retrospect, it was awful. I mean, it, it was not ASL, it was signed English, which is not ASL at all. Uh, it was, a, in retrospect, very embarrassing. Um, but I thought I was doing it well at the time. So I we traveled to New York, I'm from Minnesota. We traveled to New York and back doing our concerts all the way. And I signed the song. And when I got back, my dad said, oh, that was just beautiful, amazing, because hearing people say that, because we don't actually know the difference if we don't know the language. And he said, why don't you become one of these people? And I go, oh, an interpreter? And he's like, yeah, why don't you do that? That was great. And the following week, I signed up for my first ASL class. You are an action taker, and I love it. <laughs> so Julie is starting off her own podcast, but we're, we're in June right now. By the time you guys get to this, Julie, what's your podcast going to be called? It's Easy Plus One. Easy Plus One con uh, podcast. And the concept with that is actually from a uh, curriculum writer teacher named Andrew Pudwa, who does the Institute for Excellence in Writing curriculum. And his concept is teach, whether it's a child or an adult, teach them and easy thing to do in writing and then add one more thing that might be challenging it doesn't have to be easy just add one more thing and when that one thing becomes easy now you add one more and so you keep compiling a list of and i'm applying this to healthy living you keep compiling a list of healthy things you can do but you're not going i'm going to change my life overnight i'm going to stop tomorrow all the bad things i'm going to do all the good things it's not going to happen so do easy plus one 
I like it. That's brilliant. Who did you come up with that? No, that was Andrew Poudois. I I came up with it for the healthy living application. I'm sure somebody else has done it because you know all good things have been done before, but new to me. <laughs> okay, guys, go follow Julie on Better Than Normal Health at Instagram and then follow her podcast Easy Plus One. Okay, Julie, what has been your biggest frustrating moment working as an ASL interpreter in the medical world? Um, I think my most frustrating thing is when patients are told that there's nothing they can do, that we don't know what causes this, there's no cure for it, you can't get better, all we can do is medicate. And I personally have been diagnosed with Hashimoto's um, hypothyroidism and told you need to be on medication for the rest of your life. And I just said, um, no, no, I won't, I won't do it. And I did take medication for a time until I figured out some things and then I made lifestyle changes. Um, and I continue to make lifestyle changes and I am not on medication and I am not uh, symptomatic. Um, and I'm even more excited because I understand it even more fully what was going on since watching your video on what, how did your thyroid functions and how mm -hmm. the liver is involved with conversion and things of that sort. So I feel like I've all, I'm already on top of it as far as not being symptomatic um, and my blood numbers looking good, but now I even understand more what to address. And so when, when that I hear- That liver, when, adrenals, pituitary, those are the yes, things. Yes, so it just, it drives me nuts when people are not given any hope. Yeah, and let's pick on this topic. When so many of us listening and as practitioners as well have been told, you know what, you have MS. Mm -hmm. You need to go get on this trial shot, tell you what, one month for the rest of your life to manage your MS. Otherwise, you're going to have flares, blah, 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 blah. I remember on a personal note, I was sitting in a OBGYN's office. Um, so I have a five-year-old and then I had a pregnancy right after him and now I have Hallie who just turned two but in the middle of those two kids I had a pregnancy that ended at 20 weeks mm. and so when I got pregnant with Hallie my midwife sent me off to this OBGYN to make sure all was well right mm. and I remember sitting in her office for over an hour listening to her play this fear factor on me now, I don't care if you are pitching, whatever you're pitching me, do not pitch me with fear. Yes. I will not make a decision based upon fear. And I think many people in this world in the last two years should implicate that, Im implement into that into their lives. But anyways, she sat there and she told me over and over and over again about how the, the statistics were with this pregnancy I was at 12 weeks in, it was... 70% likely to happen again, meaning I was going to 70% chance of losing this pregnancy at 20 weeks again. And I remember sitting back, I mean, I bawled, cried all the way back to my house. Luckily, my husband had decided to come with me that day um, in the middle of his work day because I was just going to like go like, what can she do to me kind of thing. And, and I remember going back to my midwife saying, one, don't ever send me there again. And be careful about who you send to her again, because she was playing the fear factor. Needed needed some patients wanting me to get in 
and her patients. And then two, I had to remember what I know. And what I know is a lot different than what she knew because we were trained differently. Now, can I deliver a baby? No, that's her job. But can I navigate a pregnancy in a healthy way? Yes. And we are so determined by this fear factor that, oh, if you don't, I mean, I had a family member say this to me over the weekend. Well, he has type 2 diabetes, and that's a degenerative disease, so he's just bound to be in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. What? Like, really? That's what we believe is we just, we're given this name and this diagnosis, and then we just have to suffer with it until one day it's going to make us dead? Well, and we're taught to, we're almost brought up to fear right? We're taught from such an early age that, you know, the C word, we don't say the word. It's almost like Harry Potter. You know, we don't say Voldemort because, oh, it's so bad. You know, we don't say the C word. We don't say cancer because it's meant to cause extreme fear because we're grown. There's nothing you can do or whatever you're going to do, you're going to suffer greatly while you do it. And so it's, if people could understand how our mindset affects everything that else that goes on, um, including our pregnancies, everything, I, I wish not only would the medical industry um, give people hope, but they would stop motivating out of fear. Because people don't make good decisions when they're scared. Think of when you get a diagnosis, right? If you've ever had a diagnosis, you're sitting in there, you go home, you can't remember anything the doctor said right? Uh, You try to tell your loved one, um, I had a cancer scare a few years ago. Um, And I still remember driving home going, okay, again, what do I know? I I already have a plan in place if I ever were to get cancer, because it doesn't matter how healthy you live, you still breathe the air, you still walk on, you know, the the floors. You still wear the clothes that have the chemicals in them, because unless you buy all you still organic drink clothes. the water. You still yeah. drink the water, even with our Berkey. You know, it is what it is. So it's still a possibility for all of us. And I remember I I was told it might be this, and I was driving home, and I'm picturing my husband raising our daughters alone, and I'm crying. And then I went, wait a minute. Number one, I don't know. Number two, I already have a plan in place. And it's not going to be the traditional route, but you're so ingrained that, well, if you do something natural, you're probably going to die. <laughs> um, maybe not. Um, and I was fortunate that I didn't have the C word, but I also started calling it what it was. You know, I had pre-cancer and I would, and we cut it out and it's gone. And if it had been worse, I'm going to treat cancer in the natural way that I have planned out, but you have to know ahead of time because they're so good at scaring you in those appointments. I don't want to live uh, making decisions based on fear because your brain doesn't work. (laughs) So how, if you don't make decisions based on fear, how do you make decisions? Well, number one, I try to think of a lot of things. First off, let me caveat this too. Julia is like me. She makes decisions and she takes action fast. So Julia, yeah, how do it's you extreme do it? in good and bad situations. I'm not saying I'm always good in extreme good way. Sometimes I'm extreme in the bad way. But 
Um, I, I try to make as many decisions ahead of time as possible so that when I'm in that moment and my brain can't function because, you know, parasympathetic, your fight or flight, um, you're just not going to be able to think. Uh, so I make decisions ahead of time for some of the big things. Um, I have my team, right? Your people that you trust. You know, my husband is is very great at, uh, he's a first responder. And so he sees catastrophic stuff all the time and he's able to take emotion out of it and let's deal with what we have at hand. And then I've got my mom who my husband calls me the third generation crazy natural lady in a loving way. <laughs> he means that in a good way. My mom is second generation crazy natural lady. So I know I can go to my mom with things too and say, okay, mom, even, even getting sick because we still get sick, even though we're healthy people. Um, sometimes I'll be sick and I'll be in bed and it'll be the second day. And my mom goes, well, what are you doing for yourself? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm lying here. And she goes, have you taken vitamin? Did you up your vitamin D? Have you, you know, have you done a steam with these essential oils? And she like, and I'm like, oh, I would tell someone else to do all those things, but I haven't done them for myself. So that's when you surround yourself with the people that, that know what you would want to do if you were in your right mind <laughs> and they can influence you to help you make those decisions so that's how i approach those things awesome cool well i want to bring it back to your history and now you're excited because you're you're transitioning out of that just being the messenger to now you get to speak your message if you were to sit and go back to every single one of those patients what would you tell them? Well, I am, my first and foremost training is that from a holistic nutrition perspective, I'm a certified holistic nutritionist and I have been for 15 years. And I wish people could understand the impact that their food makes. Um, specifically, and my husband hates this, but that sugar is poison. I started my first sugar is poison Pinterest board in 2000. <laughs> I stand by it. In 2000? <laughs> Holy yeah. smokes. Um, there is so much. I, I feel like there's more literature out on the devastation of refined sugar. Like we have sweets in my house, but it's raw honey that I buy from my friend down the road. It's maple syrup that my brother makes from the trees on around his house. Um, you know, it's those types of things. The, the, incredible you, you mean it's not this type of thing that i've been snacking no, on all day long eat that don't eat that uh which can i tell <laughs> okay, you i've only had I two today that is why i love the blood labs though because i can i can try to get people to eat healthy and the fact is it's some of the most addictive substances in the world are what we've put into our mainstream food supply and so to try to get people to quit Eating that is very hard, but when you show a person their blood labs and you say, these numbers are off and this is what it means, people can, they can do that, right? They can go, oh, I can understand that versus, but if this was unhealthy, they wouldn't have it in the store. If it was really that bad, they would pull it, right? They would pull it. It wouldn't be FDA approved because right. it's FDA approved. It's good. Right. Because the CDC tells me to go yeah do it it's good yeah. but, but the same exact stuff is not legal in europe yes and i tell okay. everybody europe is usually 20 to 40 years ahead of us and i think part of that 
my theory is that they have a lot of socialized medicine. So their government has to pay for their illnesses, right? And if you're paying for someone Ill, someone's illnesses, um, you don't want to have them being very sick. I'm not saying, I mean, put on your tinfoil hat. I'm not saying our government wants us to be sick. I'm not saying they don't. Oh, come on, Julie. <laughs> we all know the truth. I, I know, I know. Let's see all the Venn diagrams with the people that work Let's in see. agriculture and pharmaceutical and government. I yeah. Anyway, let's, let's just do the pharmaceutical and government yeah. and see what's happening underneath the table. Yeah, yeah. So let's call it out for what it is. I, I always like to warn people to put on their tinfoil hat um, because I, I have mine. So um, it's if I could get people to understand the effect of the food, I so many lives are completely transformed when people just implement a low inflammation diet. Just that alone. Which is what? Which is avoiding the refined sugars, avoiding um, gluten, even if it's temporary. We talked about the 21-day blood markers. Inflammation can be reduced if just 21 days. Refined sugar, gluten, soy, and um, is it alcohol is the last one? Why is my brain leaving me right now? Dairy. Dairy. Thank you. That's it. I always just throw in alcohol for fun there too. Dairy is a good one too. Well, Dairy is another one too. Yeah. So uh, those those four things, and then add you know abstaining from alcohol for those for those twenty one days if you want to. But if people do that for twenty one days, they're gonna see an immense change in how they feel. And then you add in some supplements that help support your body through these changes. Um, People don't understand how bad they actually feel. That's why I say better than normal health. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I literally had someone say to me the other day, I'm interested in what you do. And I think I'm going to have you read my blood labs. Um, but I'm not actually sick. I, I think I'm pretty healthy. And I'm thinking, well, if you're healthy, then why do you want me to look at your blood labs? And I think that they suspect that they could feel better. And then when people start feeling better, then they recognize how poorly they've actually been living for so long that what they accepted as normal for me or normal for my age. I hate that. My parents are in their mid-60s. Uh, they are on zero prescription medications. Normal for your age does not mean being on what are we up to in 2022 now. I think the average adult at 60 years old is on 14 prescription medications that's not normal and it doesn't have to be and then people say wait i don't want to pay for your services well you already are you are you're paying for the medical bills and you're paying for the medications and you're paying the co-pays and 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 yet you're saying you don't have money for this you're already dumping money into yeah. the board has got you yeah and it's sad because so, they could feel so much better and so yeah, better than normal experience that when you've experienced going not feeling great to feeling amazing you just want everybody to join you <laughs> Come on, you guys, this is great. And you're one of them, right? Yes, so you're one of those who went from not feeling great to Hashimoto's to now feeling amazing. What was some key changes that you made Well, on your Hashimoto journey? So my stuff started actually, I think one of my root causes was I was very sick when I was young. Um, I saw lots of doctors, almost died at 11 from pneumonia. I had pneumonia once or twice a year. I had pneumonia at 12. Wow, there we go. Um, and the doctors, cool. their, their label was your daughter is just sickly. That was their official diagnosis was that I was sickly and I was always going to be sickly. And so when I was 15, 
there was a woman at my church that did massage therapy and she also did supplements and muscle testing and she uh muscle tested me said you know you're dealing with all these things and i'd been on so many antibiotics i mean it's ridiculous the amount of antibiotics i took when i was young and those herbs and supplements changed my life completely 180 i went from missing school two sometimes three times every single week to still being sick once in a while right but it was once in a while like a normal person and so that was my big change and then of course in college and i got married while i was still in college um then i started eating like crap because everybody did and i just want to fit in um and that's where the hypothyroidism started flaring and the Hashimoto started flaring um and then it was you know seeing a doctor that she likes to call hypothyroidism the silent killer you know you need to take your medication this will kill you in the long run you're not going to know it's not going to be big but this is something that'll kill you and then I found fear I found a new doctor um someone that lets me be in control of my own health and so when I say I don't want this prescription. What else can we do? And fortunately, this is a regular MD, but that says, okay, let's try cutting out gluten and let's try doing these things to see if we can reduce your inflammation, which will affect, you know, all the whole chain down the river of stuff. And then now I'm taking some systemic formulas, supplements to support the system as well. And my numbers are great. And you feel great and you look like I would have never guessed. Usually you can pinpoint someone yeah. with thyroid issues, like their hair's falling out or they just mm -hmm. they just have that look about them, right? Yep. Where you don't. You have that look of I'm a healthy, vibrant 35-year-old, am I guessing yeah. right? Close. Well, it's nice because the sun is setting and the window's right in front of me, so it's shining in and giving me this glow. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Save> for sunset. <laughs> Well, the bottom line is, is now you get to speak your message, I get to speak your message. truth. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about on this last little bit here, that it is a message of hope. Yeah. And it is a message of just because you had a, a diagnosis or just because you are feeling like crap doesn't mean it needs to end yes. and be like that forever. Yeah. So if you could give the listeners one tip that they could do right now to start feeling better what would it be? Well, that's a good question. Um, I would, boy, I've, there's such a long list in my brain. I'm trying to narrow it down to one. I would connect with somebody that gives you hope. Find, mm, whether like that's that. a naturopath or a friend or somebody that, whatever it is, find that person that from a health standpoint when you are with that person on their journey, it gives you hope and then do what they do. I'm writing that down. Connect with someone, connect with someone who gives you hope. And that might mean to cut the connection of somebody who doesn't. Correct. And that might mean clearing out some social media feeds. Yes. Like I'll give you an example. There are two functional medicine doctors who are huge. I stopped following them. Oh, my feed was so much better. So do what you need to do. Connect with someone who gives you hope. Cut the ties of someone who doesn't. And then one last question, Julie. 
speaking about the practitioners or to the practitioners listening, if you were to go start everything over again, what would you do? You're kind of already there. Clarify. Because you're at that new place of... Clarify. So like as you're, if you were to lose all, your practice, your clientele, everything, and go back and start a practice over again, okay. what would you uh, do? Yes. Um, boy, I would start analyzing blood work earlier. It is the yeah. thing that clients can understand and they have to have something they can understand or they won't do it. And it is amazing to me how I have preached healthy eating for 15 years till I am out of breath, out of energy, out of time. And uh, they've heard it all before. But what they haven't heard before is, let me see your labs. I will change your life. Who wants to come hang out with me in Florida in February of 2023? If you're a practitioner, you have an opportunity to come join me inside the brand new live and in-person event, Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Bonnet Creek Resort. February 20th, 21st, and 22nd of 2023. Mark your calendars because registration begins in November with details out in November and there is early bird sign up if you get in and join us before the end of the year. So stay tuned. This is for you practitioners. I'm going to bring you the best marketing mindset and business experts in the world because this is something we all need, yet we don't receive. So mark your calendars, February 20, 21st, and 22nd. Not only am I going to bring you the best experts, but I'm going to celebrate your success with you. We're going to celebrate on that Monday night, that Tuesday night, and that Wednesday night. So you can fly in on Monday, but don't fly out until Thursday. Hang out with us and celebrate your successes because the only way to measure success is to measure it backwards. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite supplement companies. If you're not using them in your practice, you should. If you're not using them and don't have them in your cupboard, you should. And by the way, don't get these on Amazon. These are counterfeit on Amazon. My favorite supplement companies are Systemic Formulas and My Biome. If you are a practitioner, come join me inside their private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Everybody else, join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas. 